This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Today, we're continuing our element discussion. Of course, Landon's here and Sensei Jackie. Say hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. And today, joining the conversation is an old friend and an ex-student of our dojo, Paul. Hey, everybody. Hey, Paul, I forgot to ask you if you wanted me to add any other accolades to your intro. Would you? Master Ninja? No. (laughs) (laughs) One of Sensei Jackie's best students ever. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to spend the first couple of minutes with a quick review of the Elements episodes we've covered so far. Okay, Sensei, in the first episode of the Elements, when we introduced them, we gave a general overview of all the four elements, the earth, wind, fire, and water. And now- I like that one. Yeah, that was one of my favorite mm, episodes that was fun. too. And then four episodes ago, we talked about the element wind. That's also known as episode 37. <laughs> <laughs> That's its nickname. <laughs> well, I love the water episode, Sensei. Episode 39. Absolutely. I really thought it personified what Grandmaster Miyagi was all about and what goes you hard and soft. It talked about the meditation. It talked about the exercise. And they couldn't be more opposite of one another. So and yet they make the whole. That's for sure. Yes. And don't we mention meditation a lot in this podcast? Yes, we even had a short back in, I think, November. Yeah, we love that short. Us. So that just leaves me to remind everybody to go back and listen to our other episodes because today, okay, you're going to love this one. We're going to burn <laughs> up the airways with a look at fire. Come on, I pulled it off that time. <laughs> this is the element of speed in movement, which is its external characteristic. And it's matters of the heart internally. So that should keep us busy for a couple of minutes. Yes. Yes. I'm changing gears for a second. I have a curiosity as to whether people like the way we leave cliffhangers in one subject and then pick up another subject and then go back and forth. For example, we have this element going on and on and on, even as we have the Katana and the Masamuni episode coming up. I wonder if people like it like that. Do you like it like that, Paul? I love it because it, it just keeps the fluid going at that point. What do you think, Glandon? I think that they like it because then you're intrigued to come back. But they can tell us how they like it on any of our social media platforms, but they could even tell us their favorite episode as well. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, Sooner or later, I'm going to do a rerun, uh, which they don't call reruns in podcasting. I forget what they call them. I'll have to look that up so I sound like I live in the 21st century, (laughs) which, of course, I do. I'm not a ghost. Well, should I tell them how to get in touch? Didn't we just do that? I don't think that we okay. them. Did we? Let's do it. Yes. Well, you can contact us on our Twitter, Facebook, website, and YouTube page, all at Wildcat Dojo. You can send us an email at dojoconversations at AOL.com and call or text us at 954-350-1915. This is why he's in charge of contact information, man. That was fast. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Landon. That's what I was supposed to say there. Thanks, Landon. (laughs) (laughs) And now back to fire. We're going to get right into it here with the external characteristic, which is speed. And doesn't that sound ridiculously simple? Us. 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 Yeah. I don't think it's going to be. (laughs) I have a feeling. You are so right, Landon. 
But hey, let's round robin it. We'll make it fun that way. (laughs) Start me out, Paul. Master Collegian said many times and wrote in his book of set that fire represents the ability to come off the line immediately without hesitation to seize that moment. That is a skill that can be practiced. Okay. So at this point, what we need to do is say, what are a couple of ways that we personally grow that skill of being able to come off the line without hesitation? And that is a hard question because somebody might equate it with being out of control. Ah, right. Us. I think that one thing that you have to have is confidence in yourself. I agree. You'd think that everyone who trains in karate would easily be speedy. But there are definitely folks in the dojo who don't want to lose control and therefore they won't completely let go. Because of that, they really never light up. So what I'm hearing is there's people who come in the dojo who are constantly just revved up and ready to go. And then there are also people who have so, so much internal sense of right that they can't go. And the objective is to pull up the correct thing at the correct time. Are we all in agreement on that? We are. And oh, what sure. a trick that is to do it. Yeah. So Very difficult. How, isn't it? So how do we do it? What's one thing that, that we can use? One thing I do is to try to be patient with the student and with myself. And it is tricky to do that. Yeah. Patience is a big one. Being conscious of yourself. Good. Being aware when you mess it up. One of the ways you can work your ability to come off the line, to make an action, is to come off the line in a sparring match. To me, that is one of the areas where you can really practice this. And we've already established in other episodes that what you practice physically becomes internal and what you practice internally becomes physical. So it, it could work for you in both directions, right? That's for sure. Do you have any other things to add there, Paul, of a way a person could work on that? I think it's pure focus sometimes, pure focus on the ability to just take it one step at a time here instead of looking too far into the distance. Does that make sense? Am I reading that wrong? No, I love the idea of, of putting focus into this. I think that's good. If we also say focus includes taking out distractions. That's right. And one important key here is to train yourself not to pre-think or overthink or even think before you (laughs) act. Obviously, you don't want to abuse this action by being inconsiderate or by being reckless, but there are occasions when action is what is needed and then you have to just do it. I want to say sometimes where a quick action is needed Mm. and overthinking is not going to help. Go. When your young child jumps into the deep end of the swimming pool and you can't think, you just got to get them out. Perfect. What do you got, Paul? I'm thinking when you see a car run the red light and you're about to make that turn and you just don't have time to think at that point. Perfect. All those driving things. That's excellent. That's a good one. What do you think, Landon? Something like if you're hurt or like something medical, maybe just not freaking out, being calm. Yeah. That's a good one. And I'm going to say, even though I get the irony that this entire podcast is about fire, (laughs) a small fire, you know, you see, (laughs) sorry, I didn't mean to make you laugh. You see that fire somewhere and it's time to make an action. Do you, do you have water? Do you have a towel? Do you have a fire extinguisher? Make that action and make it happen. And that is what we are trying to bring forward is that idea that in some instances, it's the right thing to do to be a person of action and not an overthinker. Mm. Okay, let's push on here with a quote from Musashi's book, uh, Go Rin No Show, Book of Five Rings. 
And that was the copy that we have that is interpreted by Kaufman. And Landon, why don't you pick that one up for me? Sensei, thanks. He said that to perfect a technique, you must practice with full resolve and use the methods of visualization in your training. And that speaks to your big thing, Paul, which is the importance of meditation or quiet time. Don't you agree? Oh, Sensei, absolutely. That just speaks to it. How many times a day do you think you've been taking a moment of quiet, guys, lately? More than usual, that's for sure. (laughs) Now, probably four or five times a day. And I'm going to say with me, it's probably over eight, under 20. But I wonder if it's going to gain as the stresses continue to come. I just constantly have to stop and make sure I breathe down into my chi pocket and pull myself back. It's really bizarre and annoying because normally we just go along normally. And now normally is not normally. It's the new normal. And it's sometimes never enough. <laughs> That's also no, true. you're right about that. I agree. Right, guys? Sure. Oh, yes. I agree with that 100%. Okay. Sensei Jackie, finish it up with what Master Collegian used to tell us. Ah, Master Collegian always said that speed comes from stillness. I love that line. Uh, because stillness is exactly what we were just talking about when I said breathing, where you're calm, so inside yourself, you're so calm. And I love that visual. I wish I was excellent at it. But right? maybe Don't that's know. the one I'll use when I <laughs> breathe. What do you think about that, Paul? I'm dumbfounded because it speaks on so many different volumes and so true that the, the speed, stillness, the focus, it's an enormous statement. It is. And that's unfortunately what happens a lot of times in these philosophical podcasts. The enormity of every single thing we say is breathtaking. Wow. I made a little joke. Thank you very much. I can't believe I pulled that one off. (laughs) Okay. So we've put it together here that the external characteristic is speed. Do what you will with that. Surprisingly, the internal characteristic is matters of the heart. And I want to add a quick note here. When people talk, when we talk here today, people accidentally interchange the words think and feel. Do you guys agree that that's true? Yes. I think so. I'd say I feel so, but yes, I (laughs) do. I feel you, sister. (laughs) I didn't even realize what I did. (laughs) I think so. And I, I know it's true because I've watched it in myself for years. And I've really tried to be accurate when I'm speaking to someone about whether I'm thinking it or whether I'm feeling it or whether it's a hybrid. Yes. However, we're going to mess it up once in a while on this podcast, I suspect. So cut us a break or don't write us a tweet. <laughs> right? But I do propose that in life, people consider which word fits better. I think it would make conversations more productive. And definitely clearer to yourself what you're trying to say. Mm. And although it's true that all feelings do pass through the brain before whatever happens next actually happens, yes. realizing that those two words are not interchangeable could change the outcome of many situations. I know you're in agreement with that one, Paul. Absolutely. All right, so we're all in agreement about that one, but what about this one? When people hear matters of the heart, don't you think their thoughts automatically go to love? I do. Love and breakups and all the things that are Valentine-ish. And then although love is in the mix, it's not the only player here. So let's do it in round robin. Jackie, you say the first one. Oh, without question, tough love. That's a difficult one. That's Mm -hmm. a tough one. (laughs) Okay, you're next, Lynn. Anger? What do you got, Paul? Hate. (laughs) And I'm going to be indifference. Mm. Indifference is actually an element of emotion. 
because you're choosing to not care. And to withhold emotion. Yes. Anybody have any others to add? Because there is tons. Sassy, what do you think about empathy? Because I see empathy as a hybrid, a half a thought, half a feeling. I agree with empathy, that empathy is a kind of a hybrid thing because you have to have feelings to know what someone else is feeling. But empathy itself is about the action that goes with it, isn't it? That's Being true. empathetic. Uh, sensei, and it's such a fine line that separates sympathy from empathy that sometimes it's hard to distinguish if you're empathizing or sympathizing. Mm, yes. And it's a fine line that separates empathy from indifference. Us. I think so. How about fear? Okay, I'm voting that fear is an emotion. What you do with it is a mental game, but fear in and of itself is an emotional thing. What do you yes. guys think? I don't know. Is it half and half? Is it a hybrid or is it a, a, an emotion? But Master Collegian used to say, fear is the body recognizing its weakness and courage is the body stepping towards its strength. Yes. And if we know that, we don't really have to decide whether it's an emotion or whether it's a thought. We can just try to follow that. Us. As a great little tidbit to live by, isn't it? Us. Yes, it is. That's true, Sensei. Okay, guys, we are doing good so far. Us. So let's push on to the idea that although it's true that we cannot control the feeling that jumps up from somewhere inside of us and into our conscious thoughts, what happens next, we can control. And the key to being a technician in a fight and having endless patience and courtesy in daily life is not to let any distractions sway you from the job at hand. You're right, Sensei. But that job at hand could be something really simple, uh, like letting someone into traffic or as important as saving your own life. Wow, what a mouthful. Right? So we're going to look at different emotions, different things that happen to us in the day. And we're going to try to figure out ways where instead of acting on every emotion that comes in front of us, we can filter it through a strong and controlled brain mm -hmm. so that we have a better outcome in different situations. All right, guys? Okay. Yes. Let's start with anger. Who wants to talk first? Anybody? Um, go ahead, Paul. No, I was going to say with anger, you take the 10-second rule. By just taking the 10 seconds, it relaxes you. It brings you to a point of, I'm not just going to react. I'm not going to go off the hip. I'm going to allow myself to be composed and come up with a better answer, a better way of communicating it. What I love about what you said is the word, I'm not going to react. Because one of the things I love to live by is to be a person of action and not reaction. And so I'm totally on board with you on that one, right? Well, sensitive. Anybody else want to jump on anger? Well, I, I think that along with what Paul said, it's that breath into the cheek pocket that gives you the 10 seconds Good or one. the start of your 10 seconds. I agree. Okay. I don't even know if we, how many of these we should touch on. Let's go to super sensitivity. What? <laughs> Did you just say Paul? Did you just say Paul? <laughs> Well, I guess, Paul, you and I know who are the super sensitive ones. I, that, that says Paul all over it. Uh, I think super sensitivity. I really like mm. to use my brain on this one as well, because I like to say to myself when I'm feeling the super sensitive, you know, you're not at the forefront of everybody's thoughts, Michelle. So get over yourself. Do the funakoshi and think lightly of yourself. What do you I, like to do? Well, the first thing I probably have to do is turn around so that people do not see my face because unfortunately it's an indicator that I have been struck in the super sensitive area. 
Right. Good one. Anybody and else? Be, and get beyond the fact that it's not all about you. Yes, exactly. I agree with you. And when you say the words get over it, what we like to do on this show is say, how do we get over it? So let's go with the big breath. Let's go with the get perspective. And let's go with the don't take yourself so seriously. Laugh with them. <laughs> I guess sometimes you can agree with them. I've used that tool, I think actually. So. Sometimes it's a tough pill to swallow. Oh, when <laughs> is any of this stuff the easy pill to swallow? Okay, so Landon and I love this story, so I'm going to reiterate it. I don't know what episode we told it in in the beginning. But if you hold your arms straight out in front of you, and I'm doing it, they're sticking out like your Frankenstein. Look, Landon and I are both being Frankenstein arms. From your fingertips back to you, your heart, your soul, your mind, you have total control. Yet from your fingertips outward, you have absolutely none. Anybody want to say anything on that? When Sensei Jackie um, and you told me that, I was like, huh? But it, it is so helpful and just something that I always think about. And the amount of things you don't have control is so much physically, mentally bigger than what you do have control of that it, it would be easy to say, well, I don't have control of anything, but that is not true. It's true. Because if you remember one of the last episodes, how I like to equate my own body as its own little universe. Yes. That means that Adam for Adam, I'm a powerful little thing here. So I should use that power to make my experiences the best that they can be Mm -hmm. within the circumstances that we are dropped, playing out the hand that we're dealt. But I bet it's really hard in business. What do you got on that, Paul? Uh, You're speaking my language now. (laughs) I work in a profession where... There could be a day I need to sit down and terminate somebody. And mm. I you talk about finding your chi line. It's equally as nerve wracking to be able to sit in front of someone and execute a termination as it is to be on the other side of the table and to receive this information that you're being terminated. It's the way you're able to find that comfort level, confidence, but If you bring common sense to what you're doing, the other person receiving the information, it goes back to what you said about Master Collegian, being able to relax to get them to relax. So I'm just going to say this real quick. You're in in human resources, correct? I have 25 years. And you have 25 years of experience in that field, correct? I do, Sensei. Because one of the things we say here is it's all about practicing and practicing, and then practicing the repetition just never ends. And don't you think that's totally applicable here to why you're very, very good at your job? Thank you, Sensei. It's 1,000% of it. And Before I change subjects, Paul, I just want to say, if you run a great business and you need a great HR man, tweet us. We will hook you up with Paul because he's a great HR man. And if you have a great business, you guys will be a great match together. So there, it's out there in podcast land. Thank you, Sensei. I'm going to completely change subjects and yet not and give you guys a different example of how emotions and their distraction can be really costly. There's a strategy in sparring that I've used, actually, where you try to really, really irritate the other guy, knowing that his anger will make him sloppier, mm-hmm. slower and less accurate because of his distractions. Sensei, can we try to do an episode on strategies? I think it would be filled with new, fun, everyday strategies. See what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) I do see it, sadly. Uh, I've already started looking things up. You'd be surprised how simple a lot of them are. Would you agree on that, Paul? 
Yes, absolutely, Sensei. Okay, let's get back to it and finish this one up. The key is to recognize that feelings are valid, but not let them rule everything that comes out of your mouth and your physicality. I guess it's time we brainstorm. How do we try to do that? Let's round robin it, just like always. I think talking it out is important. Talking with family, talking with friends, even talking to a therapist or your karate teacher might be the way you want to go with it. And let's add in there, you need to make sure it's somebody who you trust. Yes, and be careful about who you trust. Because people, you know, they're not all trustworthy, right? Okay, what else helps us deal with emotions? I love it that I got paired with this one. Exercise, my favorite. I love exercise too. I think that one of the best things you can do is uh, write down what your thoughts and feelings are. Sometimes you might want to burn it afterwards, and sometimes you might want to keep it. That's really up to you. I feel like we've given that before as one because we use it pretty regularly. Yes, we do. I'm lucky I got this one because this is my go-to. Think of solutions for the problem. Hmm. Think of ways you can make this not happen again or change the outcome next time. So I like that one. What else? I think using the serenity prayer. And I'm actually going to say the serenity prayer real quick because it is a trite saying. People use it and make fun of it all the time. But it does really help to know how to accept the things you cannot change the courage to change the things you can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It's as simple as that. So I, I think that's a good piece of advice, don't you guys? I, I do. Think so. Okay, what else? How about just doing something for others? Mm. See, I think that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Right, Paul? Yeah, just taking a second to thank somebody for what they've done or giving them some kind of accolade in terms of some kind of achievement that may have gone unnoticed, but you say, hey, this was fantastic. Great job. I agree. Us. Okay. So how about we finish up here with a few quotes from people we admire, we read, etc. Okay, Paul, start me out. Okay. I think my favorite quote is, no one to hold it, no one to fold it, no one to walk away, and no one to run. And if you are not a Kenny Rogers fan, <laughs> you have got to look that song up. I would say they're going to find it if they just type in No Wind to Hold Them. I'm right? sure. I'm sure. But if you're a poker player, you know no what he's talking about, yes. right? Yes. And I would say that's a good quote here because a lot, a lot of what we're talking about is not quelching your emotions as if they don't matter, but not wearing them on your sleeve every minute of every day either. Correct? That's for sure. Okay. Who's up? Musashi said... To release the spirit, one must accentuate the work with meditations of the heart and the soul. Mm. Oh, so we're back to the meditations. On that note, I'm going to finish up with a quote from Abigail Van Buren. So I'm right out of left field. You surely are. She's not a karate person. She was a first lady. Let me preface this by saying that this quote is a little bit of a tease for future shows. If you're focused enough to get through the description of all these elements that we've been spending all this time on, our final episode on elements will be how Master Collegian taught us to bring forward the element that would get the job done while compartmentalizing the elements that are in the way. And that is as daunting as it sounds. Oh, uh, Sensei. But anyway, here's the saying. Are you ready? Here's what she said. People who fight fire with fire usually end up with ashes. <laughs> good one. Isn't that a good one to finish us up? It is. It's time for us to do the ending stuff. So, of course, we're going to mention Honor Athletics. They're our sponsor. We appreciate them very much for that. Yes. A martial arts and more online store based in Georgia. 
And you can get there by honorathletics.com. And please mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount. Mm -hmm. Let's give them that phone number, Landon. Their phone number is 770-945-5150. Alrighty, guys, please like our podcast, talk to us on Twitter, subscribe, review us, any of those things that supports us. And with that, we're going to say goodbye. It was so much fun hanging out, Paul. Thank you for being here. I love being a part of this. I love you guys. Thank you. Say good night, guys. Good night. Good night, everybody. And I'm signing off till next week. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.